Hi everyone, my name is David Birnbaum. Welcome to The Safe Space. With me today is Mina Labib. Thanks for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. So what I want to start talking about, a lot of these topics have kind of been around identity, right? Um, and so I'd love to talk about, you know, you're obviously Middle Eastern, or maybe not obviously, but you have darker skin. And I'd love to talk about what that experience was like for you, uh, you know, growing up and then coming here as well. Uh, yeah, so um, I guess a, a bit of background about myself. Um, so I'm uh, born to Egyptian parents. Uh, I grew up in Kuwait uh, and then moved to Canada when I was 18 to go to university. Uh, and I've been here ever since, so well, around 10 years now. Um, yeah, and it's it's kind of funny, actually. So um, another sort of part of my background is uh, I'm actually Coptic Orthodox, uh, which is um, a sect of uh, Christianity. And... Um, Growing up, I was a minority in my religion, although I was the same race as everyone. Mm -hmm. And coming here, I'm sort of in the same majority of the religion, but the minority in the race, which is yeah. kind of a funny uh, flip side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it it it's it kind of created an interesting sort of constant feeling of majority and minority at the same time, fitting in, but not quite. Yeah. Um, Did you find it was which was harder to fit in as a religious minority growing up or as a racial minority here? I'd say, again, I'm very privileged in my move here mm -hmm. in that, A, I was older, uh, you know, so I was a little, you know, more confident in how I dealt with myself. B, moved to the university, which is by nature a more diverse environment. And C, because university You've got people generally that are more educated, so at least know better than to be outrightly racist or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, generally, at least I like to think that the more educated people are, the, the less prejudiced the, they, they tend to be. Okay. Um, maybe that's my prejudice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'm sure we could talk about that another yeah, time. Yeah, there's, this, there's so many layers we can go yeah. into. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll say, I mean, again, generally had a fairly privileged upbringing as well. So I wasn't exposed to the same hardships that uh, people in uh, maybe um, a less economically uh, well-off uh, part of society back home would have experienced. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you certainly feel and see the difference uh, in how you're dealt with uh, from a religious standpoint in some ways, you know, it whether it's overt or not, just knowing that, you know, the, you know, the government and the way that people's sort of norms are set up are not in line or not the same as what your beliefs are. Yeah. Uh, knowing that you're sort of on the outside of that, you know, all the holidays, all the, um, how people are accommodated for at school and at work. You know, for example, a simple example is uh, during Ramadan, uh, growing up in Kuwait, um, it was illegal to eat in public. So all the restaurants were closed and things like that. Um, and, uh, I believe, and I don't know if this is real, but we were told that, you know, if you were, if you were caught, uh, you know, outside, like very publicly kind of eating and stuff like that, you know, you would, you'd be detained till the end of Ramadan or something like that. Yeah. And it's, it's just part of that sort of, uh, religious sort of, uh, strictness that, you know, uh, some parts of the Middle East have, and that's not yeah. all of them or anything like that. Um, and, and so that there it's more explicit. Whereas yeah. here, it's, you know, the, the claims are it's much more implicit bias. Yeah, and, and it's... There's no laws against yeah, darker for skin. Yeah, and, it's, or, and, it's, and again, it's not a law, like, against, uh, yeah. like, anyone in particular. It's more so, 
let's say, uh, forced, enforced observance of, of traditions, religious and cultural traditions. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, in school, and again, it's, it's meant to help most people, you know, you know, fasting from food isn't easy to do for everyone. So they're trying to, you know, make it easier for people. So, yeah. you know, when I was in school, um, everyone that wasn't fasting was sort of relegated to eating their lunches in like a specific corner of the playground. So, you know, everyone else that was in the playground was hanging out doing whatever, but then yeah. everyone that was, would, would be wanting to eat lunch would be sort of aside. So, you know, for the, the vast public wouldn't be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, In, influenced or influenced like, or like, you know, I mean, even just seeing the food can make you hungrier, especially if you're a kid. Yeah, exactly. Tempted. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's to help to reduce temptation for, you know, especially the younger people that are still trying to, you know, get into the whole thing. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, you know, people can have your own opinions on that, yeah. but, uh, it's a very different world. I'll say, uh, there to here. So mm -hmm. having lived here for long enough and especially being in the sort of the more multicultural environment around my friends, there are certain opinions that I've started to form that, uh, definitely it's like not even a subject of debate back home. It's like, yeah. you know, you'll talk about, um, you know, just, what is considered still conservative here would be still considered very liberal over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. But uh, and so when you when you came here, what what was your experience like as you know a racial minority? Um, I'd say it was very welcoming. Um, although that at the time I took it as a compliment, but maybe because of how things how I've been told of other things and later times I've been told I should have been offended by it, but <laughs> that's just one of those things uh, is that, you know, people would always be surprised like, wow, your English is so good. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. It's like, how do your English get so good? I don't know. I went to an English school ever since I was three and, yeah. you know, eventually it just became as good as my first language. Yeah. Um, and it's um, just one of those things that, uh, I, in my opinion, I think as long as uh, people aren't, you know, if it's an implicit bias that they have, but they're open to being proved wrong, mm -hmm. then there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's where people um, choose to be willfully ignorant is where that happens. And yeah, yeah, and I guess you know, sort of Waterloo, Toronto, you know, you know, places I've generally been, it's I haven't seen any major issues i know that you know some parts of you know different areas where you go and you you notice you're definitely different than everyone else you yeah. get a little bit of a who's this guy kind of thing but yeah. i feel that's more also a small town sort of you know mentality where someone who's different stands out yeah that's very fair um in in university and, and i guess since as well did you find Do you, did you find many cases where you felt you were treated differently because of your color? And, and also, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the narrative we hear a lot right now is that like any comment about, you know, how you look is racist. Like we shouldn't call attention to it and yet you should be treated differently because of it. I think the, I, th I think the, the key thing that people want is to be treated the same. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, the key thing is people want to be treated the same and um, where that uh, sort of line gets a little blurry is, um, you know, some people want to say like, I, you know, need to call attention or need to make accommodations for the fact that I'm 
clearly from a different background or different, you know, uh, whatever, uh, than the, the norm. Um, but at the same time, by calling attention to it, you know, people also get offended. They're like, well, I want to be treated the same. And yeah. there, there is a balance. And I think the, the, the key is um, you don't want to patronize people. You don't want it to be like, oh, you know, you're, you're different. So I'm going to help really help you. Yeah. And at the same time, you don't want to um, disadvantage anyone or come up, use any preconceived notions yeah. by anyone. I find, and I think maybe this is, Maybe I'm blind to some things, but, you know, I generally walk around and, you know, groom myself and present myself as someone who is basically, you know, westernized. Yeah. And so perhaps that helps people sort of, you know, when I, when I, the way they, when they, when they see me and then they hear me talk and then sort of the way that I, I handle myself, they're sort of put it, put at ease in, in initially. And so there isn't that, um, initial sort of reaction to what someone who say is more clearly, um, who more obviously is foreign, Yeah. let's say. Do you, why do you present yourself in a more Western fashion? Do you just like... It's not conscious or isn't it? It's just who, just how I yeah. am, right? Um, it's amazing what growing up with American TV will do to someone, right? <laughs> like, uh, it, it, it's, it's one of those things... Um, what, what, there's a term for it. I think it's it's called like third culture or second culture children or whatever. And it's it's actually a very common phenomenon um, for children who grew up in the Middle East, uh, but went to uh, sort of uh, British and American schools. Okay. Is that um, you were raised in the Middle East, however, in countries that are very well off, and so you had all the same amenities and stores we had the starbucks you had your you know crispy cream donuts you had your yeah. mcdonald's you had your you had just you know all the fast food all the all the junk uh and then you had all the the same tv shows you know i grew up watching you know saved by the bell and fresh prince of bel-air yeah. and you know sesame street and all, all that right so yeah. you know there's maybe certain canadianisms that i missed out on like i don't know ytv kids or whatever it's called yeah, but yeah, like yeah. it's it's amazing how again coming over here I felt it was almost like everyone would start talking about stuff. I'd be like, yeah, okay. I, you know, globalization is a real thing. Yeah. But then there'd be like the one odd piece like of the puzzle that I'd be missing. Yeah. But other than that, it was very seamless. And I think that's just down to my level, my personality and my level of media consumption perhaps. Yeah. And um, how I identified when I was younger mm -hmm. is that I generally leaned towards um, the media and, uh, the, you know, the friendships and things like that of the people that were a little bit more on the Western spectrum of, of culture. Yeah. Um, you know, I listened to more, you know, English music than Arabic music, for example, and I watched more English movies than Arabic movies. Yeah. Um, and that's just was my preference and that's okay. kind of how I ended up being. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. That's, yeah. I, I didn't really, I didn't, I definitely didn't realize you know, that was the case in some Middle Eastern countries. Um, do you find that, was it like a clear division among friends? You had like your more westernized friends and there was the more Middle East, traditionally Middle Eastern Yeah, friends? to some extent. Yeah, like, and it was sort of, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd go to church, for example, you know, we'd go to Sunday school or whatever, and there was definitely a difference in, for example, the different schools 
So like if you went to the American high school versus the British high school versus the, like the local uh, public high school, uh, there was definitely a difference in even your, your accent when you spoke English, for example. Yeah. And so um, I've sort of started having a bit more North Canadianisms in the way I speak English now than I did when I first came here. Do you say A? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> um, and, you know, I will say, it, it is funny, I've been to the States and they will point out my Canadian accent, oh, even yeah. though I've never paid attention to it. Yeah. Uh, I noticed it now, but, uh, uh, and, and you did notice that I had a bit more of the, a, a bit more of a neutral accent initially, mm -hmm. uh, whereas I found uh, people that went to the American schools had a bit more of a pronounced Americanness to their accent. Yeah. And, um, People who went to the sort of the local public schools had a bit more of what you would associate with that Middle Eastern English accent. Yeah. Um, and it, again, depending on age of when they went into these different educational streams and things like that. Um, and then coming here, um, you see that sort of amplified as well because you have people from not just different schools in my country, but you've got all the different educational systems all feeding in. Yeah. And then growing up, uh, I guess, sorry, I kind of went on a little tangent there, but... <laughs> Uh, growing up, yeah, I'd say even within my school, I definitely had like my group of friends who were like the Egyptian guys who um, had the more stereotypically like stereotypical pursuits of that culture. Um, you know, like you know, mostly into like say soccer or uh, you know had you know certain uh, interests. <clears throat> and then I had my my friends who were sort of the more mixed group, which had like people from you know as well Egyptian, but other Middle Eastern countries and. Uh, Europeans and things like that, and, uh, and other uh, and Africans and things like that, and Asian. And w because you're that multicultural, you go to what's common, which is the, you know, the North American, Western European media. Yeah. You know, all the, you know, the superhero movies, the, uh, the action, you know, the regular movies, you know, you're, you know, you've got your music, you're what, you know, we, we had the, there was almost a bigger division between fans of hip hop and fans of metal than there was between <laughs> cultural, okay. uh, like race, race and religion sort of yeah. things by the time I was like later on in high school. Yeah. Well, that, that's very interesting. I guess that's, if that's what like the media you're consuming, you're just kids, right? You have disagreements around yeah. the things you like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So kind of bringing it back to like when, what your <clears throat> life was like here, you, you talked about how people just want to be treated equal. And one thing that I find interesting, I'd love to hear your opinion on, we were both, we went to university together and we were both in what I would consider kind of more of like a frat boy culture there, right? We partied a lot, like there was that sort of mentality. Yeah. And I find, I found that like, you know, in Canada at least, if you want to see where racism is at, you should look at the, how the frat boys treat each other. Because like for us, you know, I didn't see, no one really cared about uh, the race of the, the people that were in our friend group, right? It was just kind of, um, we joked around, we, like, we liked what we did, but in that we also would make jokes about each other's race and, and like people's looks and stuff. Not from a place of racism, yeah. just from, you know, it's a, it's a stereotype that guys like rip on each other. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, you know, definitely there's, uh, I think we can both agree and admit, you know, hopefully without, you know, let's not go into examples, but yeah. <laughs> We, I'm sure we've, we've, we've all said things that we aren't proud of in mm -hmm. hindsight. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard to draw the line. You know, the, you don't want, you know, of course, between our friends, you're, you're, we're never going to say anything out of malice. But 
does maybe even mentioning those things speak to, like you said, an implicit sort of stereotype that we hold that we constantly try to say, okay, no, but that's not a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's true. Like there's, again, growing up where I did, and I'm sure, you know, different parts of the world, they'll have their own biases, but, you know, growing up where I did, you know, there's certain preconceived notions of different races are just things that people say as fact. Um, and, uh, and that's due to the fact that it's, it's a bit less multicultural, that part of the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, when you don't come into contact with a large number of people in a real, you don't have any real interactions with people from different cultures. You just fall back to what, whatever the stereotype is. And you just choose to, you know, any aspects of that stereotype that you see in real life, you just use that as sort of a confirmation bias of that stereotype. Yeah. Um, and you know, we all have that. And I think as long as we acknowledge it and, um, really what, what is said between friends, I think, uh, you know, everyone is, it's down to each individual to sort of do a little bit of self meditation, self soul searching to understand where those come from. Mm -hmm. Um, not to say that, you know, let's not, nobody beat yourself about it. You know, you you don't want to, you don't want to hang anyone out to dry just because they said something once that, you know, wasn't meant poorly. But at the same time, if there's, uh, if anything has ever, was ever said that crosses the line, I think, uh, there's nothing wrong with certainly again, within friends in a non-accusatory way, just to say, Hey man, like you said something there. I don't think that, you know, that was cool. I don't think that was right. Um, you know, just, just be aware of that. And I think if you're a healthy person, if you're a healthy adult, you should take that as constructive criticism and say, hey, I'm sorry, yeah. I understand. That's something that I'll make note of in the future. And I think that's really the, the healthy interaction that people should be having. Um, you know, basically any social interaction is guided by um, social enforcement, mm-hmm. uh, which is very popular now, <laughs> yeah. um, hmm. maybe too popular. Um, yeah. And again, it, because of social media, it's really easy to everyone to, you know, go on their, uh, on their, um, you know, on their, on their high horse and say, oh, this person did something wrong and, you know, put them through the ropes. But, um, and there's a place for that, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, if somebody goes into something publicly that's wrong, then, you know, the, the public has their platform to speak out against it. Um, but I think what we're seeing now is people doing something that is, private or within their group of friends that is then being taken out of context and yeah. expanded upon. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel like you probably know, like, for example, the, the girl with the, uh, the, the, the Chinese inspired dress that she wore yeah. to prom. And then the, the guy that tweeted and said, you know, my race isn't your prom dress. Yeah. And it's for this whole thing. And I, I mean, um, again, there's, I don't, not to get into this whole side yeah. of cultural appropriation, but yeah. it seems to be um, convenient whenever people, not convenient, but it seems to, people seem to have this, in, this invisible line where someone will decide this is a cultural appropriation and somebody will, will, yeah. will not bother discussing yeah. it. Yeah, there's um, a very fine line between appreciation and appropriation. Exactly. And I don't but think I don't, everyone knows yeah. where that line is, right? Yeah. I, speaking of lines, I want to kind of get back onto the topic. Oh, I'm terrible for keeping on topic. <laughs> experience a bit. I like, I very much, you know, as one of the white guys in the, like what I call the frat boy culture there, and it wasn't an actual frat, but I think you understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
to me, it did seem like we were open to everyone, right? Like I was happy to be with whoever was there. It was like, to me, it seemed to be pretty, maybe a, a bit more white people than, than not, right? But it seemed like lots of, you know, brown people, lots of Asian people. And like, even I might be, you know, offending some people watching this for grouping them in that way. But I'm just trying to say like, oh, yeah, it yeah. was everyone and we were fine with it. And it didn't seem to be a second. There was no thought put into it one way or the other because we were just a group. Yeah. And I'd say the the key thing is, and I, I think there could have been more people from different backgrounds, but because of certain preconceived notions, maybe that was limited. But ultimately, I think what ends up happening is that group tends to have an identity of certain interests that they want to pursue. Mm. And if you have a lot of, say, international students, and not to say that it's only international students, because I was an international student, but um, if people align with those interests, then you are open to having them in. Yeah. And now some of those interests may be built upon certain cultural norms that were that are prevalent in, and again, it, I feel weird saying it because I say like normal in sort of white people, but yeah. that, you can't even say that. That's again, stereotypes, but yeah. um, sort of what the, say, you know, Waterloo as a university, the type of people that used to go there yeah. established a certain culture and a certain set of norms that have been sort of diluted by all the different people that have come in, mm -hmm. but it still had that sort of like, you know, we care, you know, we want to do all the student government stuff, all the, all these different things, but, you know, we also want to party hard and do the drinking and, and, you know, the work hard, play hard mentality. Yeah. And that, you know, seemed to me that it was sort of bred from your stereotypical sort of more European style of yeah. mentality about education. Whereas uh, the, the more Chinese, let's say, mentality is still a bigger yeah, focus on Yeah, study. like my parents were always saying, it's like, you know, like and my parents were considered uh, very uh, relaxed uh, when it came to a lot of things mm -hmm. um, compared to some, some of my other uh, classmates, for example, when I was growing up in that um, as long as my grades didn't suffer, as long as I was doing well in, in school, they were very open for me pursuing other hobbies, other interests. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, other people were like, nope, you you've got to be you've got to be focused on your studies and things like that, and 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 maybe that's sort of th that sort of mentality is leading to maybe a larger than average or larger than representative participation in sort of the more traditionally sort of uh, Caucasian, uh, Europe, Western European sort of. A student population and, and those type of pursuits because they're that extracurricular stuff that um, perhaps growing up in schools here it's sort of ingrained in you that like these are things that you should do these are things that you know school is just one part of the equation your studies are one part of the equation there's all this other stuff and um, that sort of gets built in yeah and you know I find it funny for example that uh, you know I think it's kind of silly again, growing, looking back at it. But one of the reasons I ended up really easily fitting in was because I had no problem drinking. Yeah. And I went to, you know, events where drinking was a thing and this guy and, you know, the older sort of the elder statesmen of the university sort of cliques were like, Hey, this guy's a lot of fun. We'll yeah. include him in things. And 
But we also, I like there was both a white and a brown friend of ours who didn't drink and were still like, you know, involved yeah. in those groups, right? And I think that is... It really fundamentally to me seemed like if you were down to have a fun time and just let loose yeah. in whatever way you knew how, we were we were open to that. Yeah, and I think people... And I think that's also like changed too. Like I think people now are starting to learn that you can't force people to do things that they don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, where as like peer pressure wise, peer right? pressure wise. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't mean like forcibly, like, yeah. like physical force, but um, you know, peer pressure still is a thing. Like I mean, nobody's gonna say like, oh, if you don't want to, you don't have to. But when you're sitting there and like eight you're, to you're, ten you're, other people, people are doing, are, are doing whatever saying, that hey, thing. Join in. Or like they're having a good time and they're like, oh, you don't have to if you don't want to. And you're sitting there, like, for example, if it's drinking and everyone's getting intoxicated and you're the one sober human there, mm-hmm. um, it does, it is weird, right? It, like for, for that person, I'm not saying the rest of the people are making them feel weird. It's just, yeah. a, a, it takes a bit of getting used to, right? And, um, and yeah, you know, props to those people for, for feeling like, you know, they made, they made it fun for themselves being mm-hmm. part of those groups. And that's why it wasn't a problem for them, but not everyone yeah. is okay with that. And did you, bring it back to like your experience in it, did you find that, like, I, I, I posited that, you know, it was very open, yeah. right? Do, do you agree or did you still see within the group, you know, some other issues or, or a larger issue? Um, I would say there was, there was like, there was still that, there was a little bit of gatekeeping, obviously, as there always is, being like, oh, well, you know, you know, are they really participating? Are they really doing whatever? But I think if people just, I think at the end of the day, if people showed up and got along with people, that was all you needed to be part of the, the group. Yeah, and, uh, my- and I thought they did a pretty good job of that. It's uh, what I, where I wonder is maybe... Um, whether we, uh, you know, marketed the right types of events to people. Yeah. And I think we tried. And like, I mean, I was heavily involved in that stuff uh, for a while where, you know, I was involved in student government and things like that. And we tried and maybe yeah. we just didn't know how to, right? Yeah. And but so what I want to try and like, try and get to is, you know, my premise is that the, this drinking culture was actually quite inclusive. Right. In if you drank and had a good time, culturally, gender wise, everyone was involved. Right. And so it's the the thing I find interesting is like, are people not included because culturally they're less likely to drink and things like that. So they're less likely to be included. But fundamentally, if you were down to, you know, just have a good time, they didn't care about your gender, your sexuality, your race. And yeah. we just treated everyone as friends. Sure. Yeah. And the other thing is too, though, is, and this doesn't speak to any, I don't think it speaks to any major bias or anything, but then if you have a lot of people that have a similar interest if, or similar interests and people just don't share that interest, it becomes a self-propagating thing where the people that share that interest are in the group and you know, if somebody from outside the group comes in and says, hey, I want to participate, when they don't find anything in common with that group, they're just not going to yeah. participate in it, right? Mm. Um, and so 
you know, especially from a student government perspective, if you're trying to include as many people as possible, you try to have a wide array of events. But at the end of the day, what we discovered is the events that had them drinking is what people came out to. Yeah, so that's fair. Kind of came full circle that way. But um, one thing I don't really know how to get to it, so I'm just going to bring it up. Yeah, I know. I one feel like you're that, dancing around something, and I'm like diverting away from it. No, no. Well, one thing I want to ask uh, is around a specific example of like something that one of our friends in university would joke about, and it was about their coffee, right? Okay. And so yeah. they would say like they wanted their coffee mina colored yeah right and so they would make a very explicit comment about your skin color and we had you know other brown friends who were different darknesses and like it was a kind of a scale yeah and like how did that make you feel and that would be you know by a lot of people listening to that that's a lot of people would assume that's horrifically racist oh i, t I took it as a i took it as a great pride <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I mean, the person that we're referring to was a much beloved uh, member of uh, the Our university staff yeah. or university, yeah. uh, you know, uh, people and uh, much beloved. And, uh, and uh, I don't think anyone would ever think, knowing that person, that uh, there was anything ever anything wrong about that. Um, and in my opinion, again, back to treating people the same but not like painting everyone like with this like non-colored brush um to say to to treat me and you the same when we walk into say a job interview or walk into a place of business uh for any sort of transactional thing or any sort of re relationship uh type thing where you're interacting with anyone to say that mean you should be treated the same is 100% correct. Mm -hmm. Now, to ignore the fact that, you know, um, you know, I'm bald. You're bald and, and I and I'm uh, you know, I've, you know, you have a, a reddish beard and I have a black beard. Yeah. You know, if if you were, you know, it's it's getting to like are we going to say for example if if a crime was committed and you're describing the person to the police, you wouldn't want to say whether that person was white, brown, black or or Asian, uh their height, their weight, um you know, they're what they were wearing. Like it's, it's exterior appearance, I think is, is something that uh, a lot of people choose to identify with and I identify with it to some extent. Uh, but using it as a descriptor is okay. Using it for anything beyond that, I think is where people get into trouble. Well, I think that's a good spot to end. <laughs> um, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing uh, about yourself and, and your experiences and your opinions. So, My general ramblings. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. And thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, support us on Patreon, and tune in next time to The Safe Space. <laughs>